At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is WOMMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. This is a rocket shop. Good evening. I'm your host, Tom Proctor, and with me tonight is Red Admiral. Hello. Hello, Tom. Hello. Hey, Tom. Hello, Burlington. Uh, how are we all to this evening? It's pretty good. Yeah. Glad to be here. Enjoying the, enjoying the stormy weather? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, good storm. Yeah. Like that. We need the rain, actually. Some solid, solid thunder and lightning earlier. Even a little hail. Even a little hail. Wow, I didn't, I didn't see that. I'm glad I was uh, well out of it. Um, we like kicking off with a song. So what you guys got to start us off with? Songs. We're going to do Layer Dust, yeah? Yeah. Okay.
layer of dust by Red Admiral there. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. Um, would you like like to go around and introduce yourselves and let people know what you're playing this evening? Yeah, sure, man. I'll go first. Uh, I'm Gordon. I play this uh, brass resonator guitar. And uh, I have jingly stuff on my feet, and I sing. That's an app description. All right. Uh, I'm Sam. Uh, this is uh, Ampeg Baby Bass. I'm trying to hold down here. Um, and that's pretty much all I do. I, I try to do the uh, harmony vocals when I can, but uh, there is a weird disconnect between playing this thing and trying to sing at the same time. You got your hands full. Hi, I'm John. I'm choking on my iced coffee. Uh, I play lead guitar uh, and, and sing harmonies. Nice. And... Um, you you've been in the studio about two years ago. You came came into big heavy world. It's good to see you back again. Um, tell the people who didn't listen to you last time a little bit about your background, your history, your origin story. How did you guys come together? Hmm. Wow. Um, I moved to Vermont in '08, and uh, I had played in bands. I was previously in Baltimore for 17 years, and I needed to I needed to have a band. <laughs> And I was looking around and trying to meet people, and I, Sam was actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was coaching youth basketball, That's and it. I was chatting him up, and um, I, I don't know how it came up right away that wow. he had a stand-up bass, and that was one of the things I wanted to do. Basically, this what we're doing right now. I was like, I want to find a stand-up bass player, and so it was like our first conversation. He came up, and I was like, we should get together. Um, so that was a huge linchpin. I think I can't remember if it was before or after. No, I was already I was already playing with you, right? Yeah, actually, we um, it, we had an interesting start in that we were were an electric band. Yeah, actually, a really heavy electric band before we switched to acoustics. Part of the reason we switched to acoustics was our original drummer got another job in Pittsburgh, moved out, and we found ourselves trio without a drummer triofied without we a drummer. We were practicing with our acoustics. Like this kind of sounds good. Yeah. And then we brought on uh, Ed Hall, who's not with us here tonight, just because he's uh, down in New Hampshire on work. Uh, and he plays all kinds of funky percussion now with us. So we, we decided to switch it up to acoustic. Uh, kind of the s a lot of the same material, but it's just, you, if you listen to our first album, uh, it's a heavy, grungy sound. And we have our second album coming out on Saturday. There's actually, what, one song that's on both albums? Yeah. So you yeah. hear an acoustic... An unplugged version, well, kind of unplugged. Yeah. Acoustic instrument <laughs> Half version plugged. and electric yeah. version of the same song. So it's kind of fun. Nice. Um, so you see you got your second album coming out, which I did know uh, came out at the start of the the month. Is that right? Uh, this Saturday. It's this coming Saturday. out Saturday. Yep. All right. Called Ten Decimal. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, when was the last album out, though? Oh, gosh. Good question. What did we you know say? 2015, I think. Mm, 15, maybe? 20, yeah. 2015, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's been it's been a few years, and really the band is is kind of morphed into something different. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 okay. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about this transition between electric and and this this acoustics setup you got now. How did kind of how did that happen? Apart from just losing your drummer and gaining a percussionist, was it kind of conscious effort, or did you kind of just morph into this without you kind of realizing? And one day you wake up and you realize you're entirely different. I I I'm going to say it was pretty intentional. Um, I mean, yeah. I want to backtrack and say that about when I met John, um, we were just talking about this. John's an audio engineer and uh, like a longtime audiophile and professional. So when we started playing together, it just was like he was a killer electric guitar player and we had a drummer 
And so it just we were off to the races right away. We all kind of knew how to, it, we just fell into that. It was natural and easy because we'd all been doing that. And um, I, I wanted to do something like this for a, a long time. And uh, so when Chris left uh, on work, I was like, let's, let's try this out. And um, we did it for a while without any other extra percussion, just the three of us. And then, um, and then we started to kind of slowly reintroducing, like strip down and then build back up. So mm -hmm. we got like, you know, less is more and then kind of started bringing stuff back in. Interesting. There's also just a practical, I mean, I also, my background, I, I love playing acoustic. I've always loved playing acoustic. But, uh, you know, with the full band, with Ed here, we have 11 kids between the, all of us. <laughs> we got kind of tired of waiting around to go on stage at 1230. Oh, yeah, right. This opened up a whole world of playing, like, gigs and getting home by, by 9 or 10. Like, you know, it was civilized. Yeah. We went on a brewery. We've been on a brewery. We were used to be back when you could do that thing. But we yeah. played every month breweries around Vermont, and uh, they have nice, reasonable slots, and they actually pay you. So it was great. <laughs> yeah, it wound up being a boon for that. Yeah, like we actually, we actually, um, this arrangement we play a lot more frequently. Mm. Um, we were on a streak for at least once a month for more than a year. Yeah, almost, yeah. Almost, which, almost which two is years. Like way more than we were playing before. Yeah. Um, also, the advantage of breweries is you know there's a brewery there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <Yeah>. There are <laughs> perks. Um, and it's easy to get people to come out too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, when you get to be a grown person and you're not, you know, like, fifteen to twenty, and if you're going on at midnight, like nobody I know is gonna. It doesn't matter how good you are. It's like, yeah, when you go on, um, you know. One, yeah. <laughs> okay, have, have fun, have fun. Well, let, let us know how it goes. You know, it's not hard to get people to come out. Unless you're playing Coachella, or you've got no right. Chance but that's not Vermont. <laughs> that's not. That's not like if you're living in Vermont. It's like people are not coming out. At, you yeah. know, well, it's not that they're they're not coming out, but like my friends and our friends. It's, it's like a tough really ask. To get yeah. 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 yeah, it's a tough sell. It's hard. <laughs> um, so you guys are named. If if I'm correct, you guys are named after a butterfly. Is that? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. I Googled Com common, species common species butterfly. Uh -huh. uh, seasonal traveler that comes through Vermont every year. Was it what, what inspired? Was it just one of you saw it one day, or has you got uh, an insect aficionado? <laughs> naming, it, it's like um, it's kind of like naming a kid. Like uh, if there's there's ultimate veto power. Like if if any any name, it has to be unanimous, right? Mm. So it's like four people coming up with a name. It's like anybody who says no, then it's just dead. You're like. So you just cycle through all these names, and so eventually that one was one that everybody was like, "No, and that's I pretty think cool." Everyone had like kind of we never talked about it, but you kind of had like one veto. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know I used mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, cu I'm curious. Nick, the other bass player, the first bass player. Yeah. For one gig, remember? Yeah, yeah. Nick, he vetoed one. Oh yeah. Anyway, if naming a band is is quite a process. There's a graveyard of of what I think are cool names, but uh, <laughs> and then there's there's certain things like it has to pass. Like my one of my criteria is. Um, I call it the what you say factor. Like if you say the name and people people ask you to repeat it because they don't understand it, that's yeah. out. You know, so we found that it passed that test. Like when you say when you say Red Admiral, people are like, got it. You know? like <laughs> it's just, in. You can hear yeah. it. You can understand it. Um, John, I'm curious. What was your veto for? What was the uh, what was remember? the rejected? Yank. Yank. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm with you on that one. Thank I'm, you. I'm yeah, thank you, very much. you guys are wrong. That's a, that's a great name. Um, so, um, so let's talk a little bit about this latest album. Um, so it's 
coming out uh, on Saturday called Decimal. Obviously an interesting time to be recording and to be coming out with any kind of music right now. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about the creation. How's it been making an album during COVID? And it's been a while since your last album. So what was the impetus to get it done now? Well, um, we sort of lucked into the timeline in the sense that uh, Tim Lewis, uh, uh, the local... Um, music enthusiast and um, curator uh, invited us onto his program, uh, and we we did a similar format to this, where we did a, an interview and we played we performed five songs during the interview, and uh, we really liked the way those five songs came out. Uh, Ryan Cohen over at uh, Robot Dog Studio and the the group over there did a fantastic job, and um, we we said, wow, you know that's that's five songs that it's kind of the seed for something and. And then, then the lockdown happened. I mean, we were in there right in February. That was then, like February. It was like a week or two before, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, there was buzz going about like, oh my gosh, what's the summer going to hold? And then within the next couple of weeks, everything changed. We started having all of our shows got canceled, yeah. and like life changed for all of us at that point. Um, but we had, but we, we had, had those five songs. But we had those five <laughs> songs, and we had uh, I think three hundred dollars sitting in my basement um, <laughs> from a show up in Montpelier up at uh, Charlie O's. All oh, right. And um, yeah, so I, I I just got in touch with Ryan and said, hey this money's not doing me any good why don't why don't you take it and we'll, we'll schedule a session when we can yeah when things open back up let's and, come back in yeah and we, it opened back up and we got back in got five more songs done um so the first five are live like single take one and done and then we had five that we uh, did, did a couple of tracks no they are live there's, there's no the no yeah. overdubs on no, any of it but we did a few takes from the second, That's right. true. second That's true. time around but no overdubs so it's 10 songs and then we were kicking. It was like the band, na the album name is sort of the same thing. Like you kick names around, and there's veto power. And uh, I can't remember any of the other ones. We there was like live at, and I was like, let's not do it live at because that's there's so many live at records, and mm. I felt like it was a little kind of pretentious and wasn't about that. I think and that implies an actual live set as well. Yeah, like it implies like a people. night at a place. At a place, with right? People, yeah. So it is live. I mean, the cool. And I was listening to it the other day, and I was I kind of forgot that it was live. I was enjoying it, and then I was—I said to the guys, I was like, you know what? As much as I like this, it's like I forget that it's there's. It's not, you know, we didn't take it apart and put it back together. We played it as it is. Got to say, it's <laughs> the easiest album I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's quick, yeah. It's literally, I mean, the we walked in for that radio thing, and we were done in an hour. Yeah, we were in and out. In and out, it was live, so we were done in an hour, and then we came back for what three hours? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And if that, and we and were I done in two and a half. To do any engineering? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, you you did you master it. Slaving behind the scenes on stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Or, or I mean, when I say uh, other albums I've worked on, not as a musician, but <laughs> this this one went really quick and easy. As an audio engineer, is is was that a a surprise to you? And and when you're recording your own stuff, do you feel like you end up agonizing over it a lot oh, more? Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. I torture myself <laughs> <laughs> and, and my bandmates too. <laughs> <laughs> It was better to do it this way um, for everybody. This time. <laughs> this, yeah, time. this time. Uh, so how did you settle on the 10 songs that you had? Because, I mean, as I said, it's been a long time since you last recorded. So how, is this just the amount of songs you kind of gathered in this time? Or was it a oh, real agonizing process of <laughs> them out? We got plenty of songs. Um, I wouldn't say agonizing. I mean, it was just sort of like we went over our, our list. And uh, I don't know. We just kind of narrowed it down to these. And... Uh, we already had the first five, and then we just were like, "Let's do." Do we do more than five, and then pick? Do we did no, any, no. Did any on the five floor? and five? We did five and five. five, okay. and yeah. five. So we did. We just did another five, and then the name nice, just seemed natural. Nice number. Yeah. And, mm. you know, 
Yeah, 10 yeah. songs. 10 songs uh, released on 1010. There's nice symmetry to it. You yeah, know? there we go. Um, well, I'd love to hear another song, maybe from the album or wherever, yeah. really. Um, yeah. What have you got for us? What do you think? Hate reggae, I think. Yeah, okay. This one's called Hate Reggae. Hate Reggae, an oldie but a goodie. Ready? Yep. So is uh, some some personal feelings going to that song? <laughs> At some point, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any particular beef about reggae? <laughs> no, not at all. It's more like it's uh, it's not a beef about about reggae music. It's it felt like it was a twisted kind of a reggae song. Mm. So it's more like a reggae about hating on something. Not hating reggae. Okay. And the irony of it being that, you know, reggae is such a happy, upbeat sound <laughs> right. that it's like a, a little contradictory. You know, hating reggae? Yeah, find exactly. a pissed off reggae song. Right, right. <laughs> there it is. Um, so is there any kind of particular cohesion between the, the tracks and the album or just generally about the songs that you do sing? Is there a kind of common theme or a, a common feeling associated with the kind of music that you make? 
<laughs> They're all looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that one's yours, man. Uh, common theme. Well, I don't know. I'm, I've like, uh, I, I think I gave up a long time ago trying to like not complain. Like my a lot of music for me is like a vent and an outlet, and so. I just stopped trying to not be negative. Not that they're downer songs, but like there's, they're mostly acts to, like there's a lot of acts to grind stuff about it. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't sound. I hope it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't seem like a downer, but um, <laughs> you know, it's like upbeat and there's energy. But uh, there's not a lot of like love songs or uh, happy-go-lucky tunes. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit more. They're kind of edgy. I'm, I'm not really. I don't. Hopefully, I'm not that edgy of a person. But it, that's what comes. That's how it comes out. Well, maybe that's why you're not edgy as a person. Yeah, exactly. You, this is your rage wall. It's you know? <laughs> My bad. There you go. <laughs> One fun thing about Gordon is our uh, our, our, our songwriter in the <laughs> band. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to write songs, but he's our main songwriter. And it's so funny. Such a great songwriter, in, in my opinion. And so many of our songs are under three minutes. <laughs> it's incredible. I've never been in a band. I've, I've, I come more from a jam background where, where mm -hmm. you know, you might get a song Str in like out, 20 yeah. minutes. Two. <laughs> 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 Or under three, two, two thirty, or something. So anyway, a bunch of our songs are actually quite, quite short, yeah. concise. It's like kind of almost like punk, that. pop, pop, punky, kind of punchy. Pop, pop. Yeah, but acoustic at the same time. Right, it's, it's a good mix. Um, Thanks. Are you and are you all in like different bands as well as as well as Red Admiral? Not at the moment. Not Occasionally, somebody will pick something up yeah. from time to time, but. Uh, yeah, we've been we're we're we've been family guys for years, so that kind of makes that fills up a lot of time and energy. Well, in twenty twenty is such a tough time to be an artist. I'm sure a lot of folks in this community can relate that you know it's great to have this opportunity to come and play. Um, we we have been playing so infrequently that like I I I'm losing the the the. <laughs> There's an endurance I have to have to be able to like really play this strong and articulate the notes well and. Um, Without the without the regular gigs, um, you know, I'm finding other things to do, and it's nice to have this. I'm yeah, really happy sure. to be here to play some music for some folks. Yeah, I've, I've definitely got the impression that with the bands coming in are being grateful to have an audience of more of them themselves or the families that they're annoying by practicing yes. in their basement. <laughs> um, yeah, tell me a little bit about COVID. How, how, how have you three coped in terms of being able to turn up and practice and work together and share ideas how's that worked out for you we've been really fortunate like when we were just talking about that um we're really fortunate to have i know i've been in situations where ha finding a place to play to practice has been challenging and that was the other thing about going from full electric to acoustic or, or or not having a drummer and like electric amps is that we can practice almost anywhere so any one of our houses any garage we're not down you know at the I mean? river. Down at the river. There have been times where it was like there was stuff going on and we just went someplace outside. Like literally just went to a park and like practiced outdoors. Um, and we've been doing that for years. So I tend to forget that that's like a, one of, it's not like a reason to do this, but at the time it was because, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a four piece band with a drummer and a PA and amps, you really like you have to rent a place or somebody's got to have a barn or something. It's difficult. Um, so being more portable was definitely a driver for this. It was like, I want to be able to play anytime, anywhere, and not have to lug a bunch of stuff and be out till three in the morning. And <laughs> playing outdoors has been help, help, helpful with the COVID era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Because uh, we did a lot of our early practices socially distanced in one of our yards. In the yards, yeah, outside. Right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that about was that. The, our, our kind of, you know, reacquainting, getting reacquainted with each other and playing was out in the yard, socially distanced. After two months of being but cooped now, up, it would be like, 
Hi. Now, we've just, now I've just taken these guys into my bubble. Yeah, right. yeah that's, that's right. They've become right. part of your inner circle. Of yeah, great. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, inner circle. Creatively, have you have you felt that COVID's allowed you to maybe expand on it, or has it become more of a prison? And you've you've had too dark a thoughts to be able to to do proper work. I've been excited to like that. This record kind of was a, a driver. You know, we we had half in the bag going in. And so, right, you know, a couple, a week or two after we got those mixes back, we hatched the plan. We were like, we should just do five more. And so that kind of got us through, like, like thinking about this record, having that on the horizon to be like, let's go in and do five more. You know, and then we, we got together and woodshedded. We were playing in yards and garages and stuff to get ready to do those next five. So, um, well, I, I, I know that speaking personally, uh, this has been a very creative time for me. Uh, I, I've spent a lot of time writing and uh, composing at the house, um, but I'll, I'll sometimes create these sketches and like send them over to John or something just to get some feedback. And I'll, I'll realize as I'm putting it together, I'm like, this is dark. I can't. No, no. The world does not need more darkness in 2020. We need something more upbeat. And I'll just scrap it and then try and find something a little happier to sing about. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Likewise, I, I, it's been real fun. Sam and I've just been kind of doing a little stuff on the side, and, you know. Yeah, I've got I've got my uh, my COVID song, <laughs> 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 like like many songwriters out there. Uh, but it's been fun. I actually have taken the time to uh, not only woodshed with with theory books, but also to to learn some new composing so Appleton software. So I've been playing around with making beats on a different way so it's like a, a new for an engineer it's a new instrument to learn mm -hmm. you know and a, and a different creative outlet so for me that's been a lot of fun and uh kind of opened up broadened my horizons a little bit from a home recording composing situation so make the best of the sh uh really bad situation yeah i don't usually do a lot of i'm not usually interested in doing covers and i've not been in bands where we were expected to do covers, and we don't usually. I mean, we 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 do, but not as a rule. We do mostly our own material. We'll do covers just because people will like it and it's fun. But um, so yeah, being cooped up, I we turned that up a little bit, um, kicked some things around. So we've got like a fistful of new cover songs that we never used to do. Mm. Um, do you think that's because we're kind of craving that familiarity in these uncertain times? Maybe, yeah. I did a couple covers. I recorded a couple covers just on my own. Um, so many of my friends were live streaming. I did one live stream during um, at the beginning of lockdown, and then it got to be such like a genre, and I was a little intimidated because everybody I knew was doing it, and they were doing it better than I thought mm -hmm. I could do, and I was really insecure. And I was like, so I, I recorded a couple things like that. Just uh, they were covers, but they were covers that nobody would really know except. You know what I mean? They were covers of like friends of mine's band, mm. like songs I like, but they're not like radio songs. So not just obscure, like like very very specifically, Specific, yeah, like personally, like you know, right. bands I know that mm. I'm friends with, you know, or people I know. I'm like, I really like that song that my friend does, and so which is was really cool and fun. I liked it. But has, yeah, was, has but the Burlington musical community kind of intermeshed and kind of stuck together in this in this time? I th I mean. I think so to, to to a certain extent yeah i mean I've, I've seen i've seen some different shows where uh different bands have come together and and performed together like the what was it the billion dollar bash um out at the essex mm. fairground that was um 
some really great Vermont musicians coming together. But in general, I think the, the hard part is that there's really nowhere to play. You know, the venues are the venues. What can they do? Uh, it's it's a tough situation all around. I've seen a couple shows at the Camp Mead, like Mount My East, yeah. some of them mm-hmm. there. They've done a really great job with that outdoor venue. Outdoors. You know, it's just wherever you can play. And, uh, you know, I, 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 there's, there's more and more outlets coming online, which is great. I don't mm. know what's going to happen in the winter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Higher Ground has been circling around Vermont with like a flatbed truck and I saw Mama E's on the back of that. Oh, that nice. One, one afternoon, <laughs> yeah. That's great. I wanted to do a drive-by gig. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. They, they don't announce it until the morning of and then you go find them and, you know, they, they post up in a park. And, oh, that's you know, great. Oh, that's a whole like social fun. distance gig. It's like the food truck phenomenon, but with bands. You yeah. Just, <laughs> we could just contract with like flat, a tow truck company, like a flatbed, right? <laughs> so, tie um, everything down. So with the album coming out and COVID being, you know, ever present, uh, how how are you uh, promoting? What what are you doing for this? How's this how's this getting out into the world? Deathly silent. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it, online. It's on. It's everywhere. It'll be on. Sound, it's uh, what SoundCloud, um, Spotify. Spotify. It's released. We've released Bandcamp. it into the wild. We did the thing, so it should be not. It should be everywhere. It's not St- starting to populate. We're available. For for gigs, bring your own bubble. We'll go inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, fantastic. That's about all we got time for. But I'd love to hear one last song before you uh, before you all pop off. All right. um, control vices. I just, yeah, let's do. If we're gonna do one, let's do control. What do you think? Okay. Or do you, or do you vote for vices? Control's fine. All right, cool. All right, this gong is control.
Red Admiral, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, thank you, Tom. Thanks, so much thanks for man. Having us yeah, in our really lives. It's so good it. to get out. It's good to get out. <laughs> it's good to get out. I'm glad we can be doing this public service to the uh, the bands, <laughs> the bands of Vermont. It truly is. Um, so catch us next week. We've got Spatula. They'll be coming into the rocket shop to talk a little bit about themselves and the music they'll be making. Um, but for tonight, this has been 105.9 The Radiator, The Rocket Shop. I've been your host, Tom Proctor, and good night. Cool. Nice. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much.